Welcome to Movie House, a weekly production of Delta College Public Radio. I'm your host, Mark Brown. At this point, it's clear that director Zack Snyder has never had an original idea in his life, at least not a good one. After a successful career in commercials, he transitioned to feature films in 2004 with his remake of Dawn of the Dead. His new version was stylish and hip, and the film signaled that a new filmmaker with a unique point of view was on the rise. However, as his career went on, it became evident that Snyder's approach wasn't so much a unique point of view as it was a specific strategy, which was to take already established stories and characters, remake them digitally shot for shot with crystal clear imagery, and add lots of slow-mo and digital blood. Snyder's body of work became almost laughably predictable as he adapted Frank Miller's graphic novel 300, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' graphic novel Watchmen, Catherine Lasky's Guardians of Gahul, and various iterations of DC Comics' Justice League characters. In all these films, Snyder added nothing except a shallow sort of pretentiousness, like that guy you knew in college who took one philosophy class and then started introducing himself as a philosopher as a way to get girls. Snyder's films are uniformly uninspired. He can direct the occasional exciting action sequence, but making larger narrative arcs in which audiences care about characters and their lives is far from his strong suit. Zack Snyder is the filmmaking equivalent of Axe Body Spray. This near-total lack of originality brings me to his latest offering, the Netflix production Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. Other than 2001's hopelessly muddled and exploitive sucker punch, it's the only film in Snyder's filmography that isn't based on already existing characters and narratives created by someone else. Except, of course, it totally is. Famously, Snyder pitched his idea for an R-rated Star Wars movie to Kathleen Kennedy and the other big wigs in charge of the Star Wars universe, and they turned him down. Undeterred, Snyder simply rewrote the script along with Kurt Johnstad and Shay Hatton and changed enough of the details to avoid a lawsuit. The Empire became the Imperium, lightsabers became laser swords, and C-3PO was played by Anthony Hopkins. If nothing else, I'm begrudgingly impressed with Snyder's audacity. He wanted to make a Star Wars film, and when that wasn't a possibility, he basically just did it anyway with $166 million from Netflix. The funny thing is that even within this rip-off movie, it rips off other movies. It's essentially the Magnificent Seven in space. Peaceful farmers on a remote moon are invaded by the Imperium and told they have a few weeks to hand over their entire harvest to feed soldiers or else. Two of the pluckier residents go on a quest to find warriors who will help them defend themselves. Except, plot twist, one of those residents is a former Imperium soldier herself one of their very elite and the adopted daughter of the emperor, I mean, the tyrant of the Imperium. So that brings all kinds of unwanted attention from Darth, I mean, Atticus Noble, a dangerous and relentless admiral in the Imperium. The story ends on a Empire Strikes Back-esque cliffhanger, and the already longish film has a whole other half scheduled for release this April. Snyder's specialty is filming other people's specialties. Of course, there is the argument that there's nothing new under the sun and every story is simply an adaptation of some other story. The original Star Wars itself was based on Joseph Campbell's idea of the hero with a thousand faces, along with Flash Gordon and Akira Kurosawa films. But George Lucas took several ideas and adapted them into something new that obviously resonated around the world. With Rebel Moon, 
Zack Snyder has simply slapped a new coat of paint on a stolen car in hopes that no one will notice. Movie House is a production of Delta College. I'm Mark Brown of Delta's Arts and Letters Division. Tune in next week for another new review. You can find past episodes of Movie House at deltapublicmedia.org and wherever you get your podcasts.